0: This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life, combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate.
1: This is Jason Tate and you are on Tate Talks. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here with me as I spread the wealth of health and wellness. Tate Talks exists because I believe every person has a right to be healthy uh, and everyone has the power to control their health destiny through education, inspiration, and awareness. Coming up in this hour of Tate Talks, what are some of the powerful lifestyle factors that can boost your immune system with respect to your nutrition, as researched from the Institute for Functional Medicine. Also, I have the recipe of the week, inspired by Cinco de Mayo and Taco Tuesday. And millions of teens are stuck at home in quarantine, and the mental health effects of this are ramping up rapidly. In this hour. I'll be sharing some tips on how parents can help and support our socially isolated teens and adolescents. This and more on this hour of Tate Talks. Thank you again for taking time out of your life during this chaotic and um, sporadic time that we live in right now uh, with social isolation and quarantine and, you know, governors across America uh working on their plans for opening up regions and parts of their state and in process it's just it's really fascinating to see the entire process of how um, our government is working or not working in some cases um you know it's kind of like one of those things when you're you're at a factory and you're testing whether or not it's things are going to work and there's you know knobs flying off and you know it's really kind of showing are weak points, which is not always a bad thing. It gives us an opportunity to grow and become stronger and learn from this. And so I have faith that that's what's gonna happen. So I'm gonna dive right into lifestyle factors that are lifestyle practices that can strengthen your immune system, your host defense, uh, with respect to food and nutrition. And I'm a functional medicine certified health coach uh, in addition to being a high school pre-med and biology teacher, and I've received much of my training and education through the Institute for Functional Medicine and the Functional Medicine Coaching Academy. They have a wealth of knowledge and information about how what we eat, drink, breathe and think is. Uh, combines together for our total health. So with respect to food and nutrition, which is what I'm gonna spend on this uh, segment here and then also sharing a recipe with you uh, and a little bit of history, by the way, uh, on Cinco de Mayo. Uh, So that'll be coming up in just a moment, but some overall recommendations for food and nutrition. Research has indicated that a plant-based food or plant-based foods that are high in phytonutrients That are high in water and lipid soluble vitamins and other antioxidants, as well as dietary fiber, they help to down regulate an overactive immune response. What that means is when you're eating plant foods and preferably raw, unprocessed plant foods, um, you know, uh, fruit candies and Fruit Loops, they don't count as a serving of fruit. Even though it says that on the package, and it's a crime that it actually says that on a package of fruit candies that it that it serves because they're using some sort of fruit pectin or whatever uh, to make it with the added sugars and everything else. It's a crime in this country that that counts as a serving of fruit. Just eat fruit, for crying out loud. <laughs> But vegetables, vegetables is where the money's at. Um, fruit is great, you get a lot of vitamins and minerals from fruit, but really vegetables, you're gonna get a lot of bang for your buck. Uh, what's the difference between fruit and vegetable? So, And I've said this before, but um, just a little background. Fruits come from flowers, flowering plants. So uh, the the classification of plants that produce flowers and fruit are called angiosperms, and the flower, then after being pollinated or even self-pollinating, will the ovary of the flower will swell and develop into a fruit. Uh, And therefore, tomatoes are a fruit. Uh, And they are, you know, you can easily grow tomato plants. I have some beautiful tomato plants in my garden here at home. They have these pretty yellow flowers. And then they, you know, the petals fall and they develop into a fruit. Another easy way to tell if you're eating a fruit or a vegetable, is does it have seeds so you might be thinking of like a hot pepper and thinking that that's a vegetable or a bell pepper it's a fruit (laughs) it's actually a berry Uh, so if it has seeds in it or on the surface of it like a strawberry it's a fruit those are fruits vegetable has to do with the vegetative portion of the plant the vegetable part And what we call uh, in science and in biology, vegetable or veggie is roots, shoots, and leaves. So the root of a plant, um, even starchy vegetables, like carrots and potatoes and beets, these are vegetables. And those are starchy vegetables, which are kind of different. I can talk about that another time. The shoot of a plant, uh, like a celery stalk, is also vegetable. And of course, leaves. Uh, spinach leaves and lettuce leaves and kale and things like that, that's vegetable as well. There's no seeds involved. So just a little bit of uh, biology education there uh, about fruits and vegetables. Specific recommendations coming from functional medicine uh, and then also in my background in research, eating lots of fruits and vegetables, aiming for about nine to 13 servings a day. Uh, of a wide variety of different colors. That's the other thing. You want to try and eat the rainbow. Uh, Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Roy G. Biv. You want to consume dietary fiber as well. And this is plant fibers. Uh, Minimum of 28 to 35 grams a day, preferably from whole foods, unprocessed foods. And again, Thankfully, the grocery stores, they're, I mean, they may be struggling with the meat uh, in the grocery stores, and a lot of uh, meat plants are shut down. But thankfully, there's still uh, vegetables, fruits and vegetables, which is what we should be eating during this time anyway. Eating fermented vegetables or other probiotic containing foods so that you can maintain the health of your gut. This is another really important thing, and I've talked about probiotics and prebiotics on the show before, but basically a probiotic is a pro or beneficial biotic, living thing. Our gut is home to trillions of microorganisms, bacteria that help us digest our food, they help train our immune system, Uh, they help, They even help with our mood. They basically run your body. There's (laughs) 10 times more bacteria DNA than there is human DNA. And there's a lot of information in our gut. So by supplying healthy bacteria through your diet, eating fermented vegetables like kimchi, which is a Korean fermented cabbage, really good. And you can get it uh, at a lot of different grocery stores, uh, to yogurt uh, and sauerkraut. So those are just a few fermented uh, vegetables that you can eat. Also, things like probiotic tea, um, like a kombucha tea, is another way. And then, of course, there's probiotic supplements you can get in pill form. So a lot of different ways to get probiotics in your body. Another specific recommendation is to reduce or avoid immune offenders. Okay, These are the types of foods that ramp up your immune system, and ramp up inflammation inside the body. These are added sugars, salt, high sugar, processed uh, carbohydrate foods, and excessive saturated fats. These types of foods will literally send you into an immune cascade, uh, what we call the cytokine storm inside the body, which releases a ton of free radicals. Um, And imagine... It's almost like a like a shotgun blast inside of your body with these free radicals. And they damage cells, and they even damage your DNA. So this tiny little particles that are free radical, uh, oxidized particles that go f- flying through your body, through the cells, they actually knock out pieces of DNA inside the nuclei of your cells. And what does that mean? Well, (laughs) this means that your cells then have to repair these broken sections of DNA. And when you're young, your body does a pretty good job of that, um, unless it's a consistent onslaught. And then certain things can happen. When you have damaged DNA and you have a cell that kind of goes rogue, that cell can become cancerous or forming a tumor. And this is really kind of the onset of many cancers, uh, beginning with damaged DNA. and a cancerous cell or tissue is uncontrolled cellular growth. So these cancer tissues are just kind of growing out of control, um, which is what these free radicals can lead to. So I'll be talking uh, shortly about how certain foods will obviously uh, turn up. This free radical production, but there's ways. There are certain things you can eat, even in conjunction, conjunction uh, with these uh, offending foods, that will actually downregulate the effect uh, of these free radical types of foods. And we call these antioxidant-rich foods. So, food and nutrition—they are major daily inputs. This is what you're putting into your body. that You build your body by what you eat, what you drink, what you breathe, what you think. And so there's a few different ways that we can uh, regulate and kind of help our body stay and maintain health by balancing our inflammatory pathways, by reducing that oxidative free radical stress and increasing our antioxidant levels. And third, by harmonizing or kind of even balancing the gut microbiome. I always talk in functional medicine about, let's start with the gut. Well, first start with sleep, making sure you're getting enough sleep. And then let's start healing the gut because this is really kind of your pathway to healing the entire body. Because if you have disease in one place of the body, say heart disease, the most common disease of all, if you have heart disease in one place of your body, then you have it everywhere. Just because it's showing up in one place uh, doesn't mean you don't have it in other places. It just means that it hasn't gotten to the point to where it's really bad yet. So disease happens throughout the body and therefore healing happens throughout the body. So it's important that you take care of this and understand how to look at it all in the whole. Still in this hour, tips to support your quarantine teen this week's recipe in honor of Cinco de Mayo, and I'll be talking about balancing those inflammatory pathways and harmonizing the gut. Stay with me here on Tate Talks.
0: it's good for your mind and body, it's part of the discussion on Tate Talks. From iHub Radio, here's Jason Tate.
1: My name is Jason Tate. You're listening to Tate Talks, and I'm talking about foods that boost your immune system and help keep you healthy. One of the diets that always comes up as a healthy diet is a plant-strong diet or a plant-based diet. But really, as far as diets are concerned, the best diet in the world is a Mediterranean diet, uh, which does include some meats, um, fish especially as the type of meat, but in some cheeses as well and breads, but a Mediterranean or a modified Mediterranean diet has consistently uh, ranked as the top healthiest type of diet in the world. So before I get uh, back into dieting and uh, foods that you can eat that are anti-inflammatory, that are also um, antioxidant types of foods, I wanna share my recipe of the week. And this one comes with a little bit of history. Uh, it's something my family has kind of been doing and I'll be sharing later in the hour about uh, teens and some things that parents can do to help your teens that are stuck at home is to develop some kind of a, a routine, some kind of a pattern. And so uh, what we do, we our family, we have dinners together and we've kind of selected, and this is also to make it easier on my wife and my daughter, who pretty much make all the dinners, um, you know, certain nights that we're going to eat certain things. So we, we've adopted a, a taco Tuesday, which we never really did before uh, because we were doing a very low grain type of diet. But we're doing taco Tuesdays now. We do a pasta Thursday. Uh, We do homemade pizzas that we make on Fridays. Wednesday, we make Buddha bowls, um, which I'll I'll be sharing a Buddha bowl recipe again, a a new one uh, on a future show. And let's see, on Sundays, we do a cultural food day. So this past week, we did Indian food, and my wife and daughter were in the kitchen for four hours preparing an Indian meal. It was so good. Uh, and before that, we did um, foods from Southeast Asia. So we're kind of touring the world on Sundays and, and doing some fun things, and it just kind of, it's a really important thing to do. So I'll talk more about that uh, later on when I talk about the uh, teens and what we can do for our teens who are stuck at home. So this week on Here's to Your Health, uh, this is a tribute to Cinco de Mayo, uh, which is happening in in a few days on Tuesday, on a taco Tuesday, if you will. (laughs) So I did a little research and Cinco de Mayo uh, commemorates the date of May 5th back in 1862, during the Battle of Puebla. And at the Battle of Puebla, there were 2,000 Mexican uh, poorly equipped militia that had to fight and fend off 6,000 of the very well-equipped French army, considered at the time as the premier army of the world. Imagine that, right? You're outnumbered three to one and they have the best gear the best weapons the best everything and they're coming down on you so it was um may 5th 1862 and some people have confused this with mexican independence day which isn't the case uh mexican independence day is actually on september 16. so Yeah. Um, So May 5th, 1862, Cinco de Mayo, the 5th of May, which is what that means. Uh, This is when uh, the 2000 Mexican soldiers fought off, didn't fight off completely. They killed, I heard um, that they killed about 500 French soldiers with only 100 deaths of the Mexican soldiers before the French retreated. Uh, which was a huge victory, a huge victory for them. So this represents that hope, no matter how small and insignificant to others, can make the impossible possible. And it liberated um, Mexico from France at the time, which is a a fantastic story. So for this week's recipe, uh, we do a vegan taco night on uh, Taco Tuesdays. And I don't know, we might do something new and special uh, for this one, for Cinco de Mayo. But we do, we like corn tortillas. You can get these little corn tortillas um, at Trader Joe's. And we just warm those up. We do a vegan refried bean sauce, um, avocados, and then usually tomatoes from our garden, and some lettuce, or we actually get the mixed greens. You know, put those on there as well. Uh, some great salsa, white onions, maybe some peppers, and it's a great little thing. And it's easy to make. It's quick. Um, might, even have, might even have a beer with it. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my recipe of the week. Uh, if you are into cheese, of course, you can add cheese to your tacos. But I do recommend those little corn tortillas. Uh, they're a lot of fun. So that's recipe of the week back to uh, inflammatory dietary patterns and things so one thing i'll recommend um, is in conjunction to avoiding foods that promote inflammation provoke inflammation you want to increase the foods that are anti-inflammatory okay these foods are plant-based foods such as fruits and vegetables and legumes they contain phytonutrients so Basically, it's a recurring theme. The more plants you eat, <laughs> the healthier you're gonna be. And you wanna eat nine to 13 servings a day, a couple pounds of plants a day. So be aiming for that. Still to come, how to support the decline of mental health among teens and adolescents who are stuck at home. Stay with me here on Tate Talks. I'll be talking about our teens and adolescents
0: If it's good for your mind and body, it's part of the discussion on Tate Talks. From iHub Radio, here's Jason Tate.
1: This is Jason. It's so nice for you to be here with me today. I'm looking forward to this part of the show because it is, uh, I'm talking about something that is kind of near and dear to my heart and many of your hearts out there. Uh, It's our kids, our adolescents specifically, Uh, that tricky time When you're a teenager or you're a preteen, you know, just kind of this time where you're developing your social independence and you are acculturating into your tribe and with you stuck at home, it's kind of hard to do that. So this is a really, this is an unprecedented time uh, in our history uh, right now that we're, we've got so many teens stuck at home. My name is Jason Tate. You're listening to Tate Talks. We are here from the iHub Studios out of Palm Springs, California, and it's such an honor to have you listening to the show. We talk about movement, nutrition, mindfulness. It's all health and wellness. I do try to keep it as positive as possible despite these uh, challenging times, but there's a lot of good. That's happening in the world. There's a lot of good that's happening. Uh, people are doing great things. There's a lot of heroes out there, and I'm just going to segue right in. One of my heroes is Station Manager John McMullen, and I believe he has some incredible <laughs> news to share with you right now. And I'd love for him to pop on right now and talk about iHub Radio and some new inform- or some news that he has. Well, it's I don't know how much it's news,
2: Jason, but thank you. <laughs> and uh, well, what is really keeping with your spirit of all the positivity of the show is my uh, gratitude I want to express to your audience and to our audience in general on iHub Radio because this weekend marks our second anniversary. We're at the start. We have just are now uh, three days into the start of our third year on uh, on the air, so to speak, on the web. And iHub Radio launched on uh, May the 1st of 2018, and it's been an amazing journey. We've certainly tried to contribute a fair amount to health and wellness in the focus of our programming since we launched a lot of stuff in our daily talk shows and in the weekend programs. And prior to your getting here, our uh, our friend Jeff Hawker, who now focuses on uh, food, uh, he was doing a health-related show, and Ted Geis, who was on right after your program, does a wellness and fitness mm-hmm. uh, program and so mm-hmm. we want to continue to offer people stuff that is going to encourage them to have the healthiest life possible and I'm very grateful to you for uh, being one of the newer members of our of our team here.
1: Thank you John it's uh, it's an honor to be part of the family and, and the names that you mentioned they're all fantastic people I've seen them you know here and there in and out of the studio and you know it's such an honor to be able to be here and just share information uh, when I received the award here in the desert of uh, the Desert Health Wellness Award for the entire Coachella Valley I all I could do was say I'm just doing what I would do naturally. I'm doing what I would do without being paid for it as a teacher, teaching health and wellness to teenagers. And it's an honor to be recognized and awarded for something that I would just do anyway. Of course. Um, so it's an honor to be here and part of the family and continue to share uh, this great information. So thank you, John.
2: No, thank you very much. It's it's great information. And I, uh, I have... I, I believe me when when people don't like something, they're very quick to let you know about it. And 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 the great thing is is that we've never gotten one complaint about Tate Talks. I've only okay. heard really wonderful things from people as they uh, as they experience the show. So we're very excited for you to be here and hopefully for a long time to come.
1: Oh, I appreciate it, John. That's that puts a huge smile on my face right now. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> Okay, all right, well, with that uplifting news, let me uh, share some of the challenges right now that our kids are going through. Um, yeah, they're doing drive-by birthday parties, which is interesting, and they, and no, it doesn't involve any type of guns. So what's happening is, um, because kids aren't able to get together and families even, you know, what they do is the families pile in their cars and they, or friends, you know, teenagers, they drive, to their friend's house and they drive by and they honk and wave and play music. And, you know, it's, uh, it's tough. I was reading a story from the uh, Los Angeles Times and how, you know, these kids and what they're going through, they come back and talk to their parents and say, hey, when am I gonna be able to see my friends again? You know, and the, and the, the honest answer, and it's important to be honest with your kids, is I don't know yet. Um, you know, we're just doing the best we can right now. Tens of millions of people are shelter in place and teenagers are going through right now what's called quarantine fatigue. They're tired of it. They miss their former lives. Uh, they're not interested in online classes anymore. They don't want to follow the quarantine guidelines anymore. They're just, they're fed up with it. They're fatigued from it. And I get it. I really do. Um, I have fewer and fewer students showing up to my online classes, which aren't required. Um, you know, but the ones that are there, I, I'm a, I'm grateful. And there's very few that even will show their face anymore for some reason. I don't know what the deal is with that. But, uh, you know, maybe they've got bedhead or something, but it's, it's a real thing. And here's the issue. During this age, when you're a preteen or a teen, you're acculturating into your tribe. You are separating from your family and kind of, you know, learning how to be a peer and learning how to be a friend and how to build friendships and be alone, um, you know, and be independent and mature and just kind of grow through it. And, you know, they're missing out on their proms, their graduation ceremonies, end of the year sporting events, parties, school activities, yearbook signings. I mean, I think back to my senior year, it was epic. And my poor seniors right now that I teach, you know, they're they're just so heartbroken by this, you know, and I, I even have them asking me, you know, when they come to pick up their cap and gowns. And when they come to pick up their cords and their awards and things from school, they're saying, you know, Mr. Tate, can you be there? Um, And so what we're doing at the school at my school is teachers uh, are going to be invited. You don't, it's not mandatory. It's a voluntary thing. They'll be invited to basically stand along the curb as our seniors are driving by in their cars and picking up their things so that we can say goodbye, <laughs> you know, it's, it's got me choked up, you know, um, it's, it's going to be, it's really hard to, you know, have this time right now where you're not connected to them in ways that we're so accustomed to being connected to people. And so, you know, to, to wave at them as they're driving by definitely doesn't, um, doesn't substitute for the real thing, but I'll take what I can get. So that's what we're going to end up doing. So, but before I, you know, get too much into that, um, basically what's happening is, you know, it's good to establish some routine. So on this New York Times or LA Times article, I found, um, a, a guide, some steps on how to kind of, you know, help with this time for your preteens and your teens, and and help deal with the anxiety and the stress of this. So, you can provide teens with accurate information. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, is the best place to get up-to-date information about coronavirus. Uh, you can use that site to dispel any myths or rumors. Definitely, don't be getting your information about coronavirus from places like Fox News and pretty much any of the major news stations. <laughs> There's some okay stuff out there with some of them, but if you want the most up-to-date, accurate information, get it from the source, the Centers for Disease Control. Um, number two, you want to minimize the amount of time teenagers are exposed to news and social media regarding COVID-19. Uh, if they feel like they need to look at it every day, you know, set a time limit, say, okay, you know, maybe 30 minutes a day if that's your time when you really can dive in and find out what's going on with COVID-19. But, but to be looking at this information all day, it's heartbreaking and it's demoralizing and it's depressing. Uh, and it's just not good for the human spirit. Number three, be patient and tolerant with your teens. Allow them to vent without necessarily giving advice or telling them what they should or shouldn't do. Encourage them to talk to you, but also give them space. If they won't talk to you, ask them if there's another adult who they would feel comfortable talking to uh, and attempt to make that connection. And be sure that adults are up to date with the most accurate information regarding the virus because you don't want them spreading rumors as well. So you can utilize tools uh, when dealing with anxiety, breathing exercises, physical activity, meditation, journal writing, drawing, Uh, using apps on the phone or iPad for distraction uh, or to help with meditation, cooking and baking, going for walks outdoors. You know, I'm looking at this list. There's so many things that I do. Uh, The physical activity, the breathing exercises, which is coming up in the next hour, by the way. I'll be doing my weekly meditation, so you'll want to stick around for that. Um, I haven't been doing drawing or journal writing, but my wife does the journal writing. My daughter... um, Does a lot of cooking and baking right now. She just made this full uh, gourmet meal for lunch for herself. And she makes her own acai bowls in the mornings. And she's she's amazing. Uh, You know, we go for walks. I go exercise at the park every day. So these are really good things. Uh, Number five, practicing mindfulness, being present. And again, in the second hour, you'll want to be here for the meditation. Number six, establishing structure or routine. Make sure they have a part in what the routine looks like. Get them involved in the planning process of that routine. Uh, I mentioned earlier about how we do Taco Tuesdays at my house and Buddha Bowl Wednesdays and Pasta Thursdays and Homemade Pizza Fridays. <laughs> uh, Saturday, <clears throat> is kind of a free for all. I don't know, come up with something, usually a big salad and Mondays are big salad days as well, um, so. Get some routines and check in with your teens about their schoolwork, their academics. Be careful not to make it appear as if you're checking only to see if they're doing their assignments, rather focus on how they're feeling about homeschool and the difficulties they're having. They don't need you over their shoulder, uh, hawkeyeing them. You know, just listen with some empathy and compassion to the challenges that they're facing right now and have compassion for them. Have teens connect remotely with their friends as much as you can. Uh, maybe have a group of teens knit scarves or give to the homeless during winter, have them work on some projects. But make sure you validate your teen's feelings. Allow them to express how sad they are and how much they miss their end of school events. Teens who have already spent money on prom dresses or children who are practicing for a part in a school play. They might be expressing sadness around these events and feel uncertain about being able to make them up, okay? Try not to dismiss these feelings or downplay them. Don't say things like, there'll be plenty of dances, you'll go on other trips. These don't acknowledge the significant loss that they're feeling. It's better to say, I hear how difficult this is for you, and how you're really looking forward to this. So listen compassionately uh, and be understanding. So these are some tips to help your teens right now. Coming up next, what is one quick and easy way to lift your spirits and also boost your immune system? Stay with me right here on Tate Talks.
0: Inspiring you with the tools and knowledge to make the necessary changes to live life optimally. This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio.
1: This is Tate Talks. I'm Jason Tate. You're listening to uh, Tate Talks here from iHub Radio out of Palm Springs, California. Uh, You can follow me, by the way, on Facebook under Jason Tate, T-A-T-E. You can also find Tate Talks on Instagram at TateTalks.com radio. I'll be taking questions. If you have um, topics that you'd love for me to cover, feel free to send me a message uh, or post on there. You can also see pictures uh, of guests when I have guests on the show. And just it's a great way to stay in touch with Tate Talks. So anyway, I'm talking about right now, I'm going to I'm going to go into what moves you. Uh, talk about some movement and how to boost your immune system and your mood. So Hippocrates said, if you're in a bad mood, go for a walk. If you're still in a bad mood, go for another walk, (laughs) which is hilarious. And it's so true. Uh, It turns out just walking, and especially walking outside, I want to introduce a topic called nature bathing. Um, And, you know, I'll talk about in just a minute, but I'm teasing you right now. It's called nature bathing or forest bathing. Um, We don't have a lot of forest here in the desert in Palm Springs, so we'll just call it nature bathing out here. But if you have a place near you that has trees, we'll call it forest bathing. But when you are outside and especially when you're moving you're walking which one of the best times is after dinner Um, you know especially when it's hot during the day you go for a walk with your family after dinner it really does help promote digestion uh, and motility Um, obviously not running but a nice walk is really healthy for you and some things to keep in mind we all know these things are good for us but why don't we do them well One of the things is we don't prioritize it. Uh, My brother said on a previous show that, you know, he prioritizes his fitness and he puts it right up there with brushing his teeth. So, you know, and taking a shower. It's right up there on that list of things that's just you just have to do every day. So you may, you know. Uh, eventually get to that point. But it's all about priority. It's all about putting things into a schedule. And so if you schedule times for it, uh, you put it on your calendar even just to get started. It takes generally about 20 times of doing something consecutively before it becomes a habit. So you go out for a walk the first night and you might forget the second night or you might forget the third night. <laughs> but if you commit to 20 times in a row, after that, you've pretty much kind of hardwired and almost programmed it in. So commit to 20 times. Try something 20 times that you know is a good, beneficial thing. And in this case, I'm talking about going for a walk. Um, and have a teammate. This is another tip. Have somebody who keeps you accountable for it. Uh, if you uh, have a spouse, you know. Make it make an agreement, say, all right, let's go for a walk every night after dinner. And if one of us isn't feeling up for it, the other one's got to be the cheerleader and grab us and pull us out there. <laughs> and it really does help having uh, somebody, uh, you know maybe it's a a child, you know one of your kids. The person who has the strongest willpower, maybe you are that person. Um, you know, I had a, a a best friend in college, and we're still good friends today. And I would drag him out of his dorm room every day and drag him to the gym. And he called me the workout Nazi. Uh, but it was it was something that was important to me. And I knew he wanted it. And, I, and he, as much as he hated me, you know, for doing it, he appreciated it as well. Uh, and it helped him get out of his shell. And it really just kind of, it really did kind of change the course of his life a lot. Uh, and we're good friends today, I think, because of that. So Having a teammate during that is really good. So back to nature bathing or forest bathing. It's estimated that by, t- by the year 2050, 66% of the world's population is projected to live in cities. And according to a study sponsored by the Environmental Protection Agency, the average American spends 93% of his or her time indoors. that is staggering. Uh, When I think about the benefits of being outside, 93%, it's no wonder that our eyesight is so poor uh, among the human population. One of the things that really helps us develop and keep good eyesight is switching between long distance vision and short distance vision. And when you're indoors, 93% of your time, when you're indoors at all, it's all close. You know, you're not looking distance. So being outside is really good for your eyes and to be able to keep you with good, strong, healthy vision. Some of the other things, the good news, even a small amount of time in nature has a positive impact on your health. Uh, A two hour forest bath, will help you unplug from technology and slow down it brings into the present moment and de-stresses and relaxes you and i don't mean 2 hours every day that type of thing it depends on where you live and what you can afford and what you can do but you know find a spot and you know get outside it's really beneficial if you can be near trees Um, My wife is reading a book about how trees and forests can actually, um, they did a study, and I'll have to get the actual study, but I'll just paraphrase it for you now. Being in a forest with trees, and they studied, they measured the amount of immune activity inside the body, and it turns out that spending time in the forest actually increases immune activity in the body and helps you fight diseases faster, incredible. Uh, and they did this study also in parks and areas where it was just grass, there was no trees, and there was an increase, but it wasn't nearly as much as being around trees. There's something about being around trees that was just really important for this. So, connecting to nature um, and getting outside, so important, and getting that walk in, even if it's a walk, um, if you're a runner, Go run, go for a run. <laughs> um, but another tip, find an activity that you enjoy to do. A lot of the parks are opening up um, and they're playing you know tennis out in the parks and at my park they're playing pickleball all the time now. everyone out there with their masks on playing pickleball. and you know it's good. It's good to get active and, and be out there and have some fun and boost your immune system. In the next hour, I have six social distancing mistakes and how to get the most out of meditation, including this week's guided meditation. Stay with me right here on Tate Talks.